Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi there, this is Chloe Brotheridge and this is the Karma You podcast and it's episode three. So today I'm talking about something that probably is unavoidable for the vast majority of us, but which affects probably all of us to some extent or another. And that is stress or anxiety caused by our mobile phones. Now I know mobile phones can be amazing for so many things that goes without saying, and even for anxiety and how we feel and our mental health, I think mobile phones have so much to offer us and can be so helpful in lots of ways. And I'll probably do another podcast about the ways that mobile phones are helpful. But this one is about the ways that our phones can trigger anxiety, can exacerbate anxiety, can make us feel overwhelmed. And I really want you to know that if this is something that affects you, you're absolutely not alone. I did a challenge quite recently on my Instagram page. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Chloe Brotheridge. And it got loads of attention and I got loads of feedback from you all saying what a big issue this was. Now, there are some people that will say things like, you know, social media is the cause of everyone's anxiety. And I, I disagree with that. I don't think that it is anything near like the root cause of why we're anxious. However, it can make things worse. It can create certain problems that we certainly didn't evolve to, to be able to deal with. So, and I noticed quite recently that my own phone use had gotten out of control. I was sitting on the sofa with my partner. We were half watching TV, half having a conversation, half on our phones, really not focused on anything completely. And just the degree to which mobile phones stop us from truly being present with our loved ones, I think that is reason enough to want to make a change. I found that I was trying to do emails or trying to interact with people on Instagram and my boyfriend would be trying to talk to me and getting very frustrated. And obviously that's not a good place to be in. And if you've ever felt that you are addicted to your mobile phone, chances are you are because our mobile phones are actually addictive. Whenever we get a hit of information, and yes, it is actually a hit of information. It might be you get a tweet from someone somebody likes your Instagram post or you get a message on Facebook. What goes on in our brains is that we get a release of dopamine and dopamine is a neurotransmitter which is involved in rewards. So whenever we get a perceived reward, whether it's having a bar of chocolate or getting a retweet on Twitter, our brains release this dopamine which 
feels very rewarding to us and makes us want to do it again and again and again. And it's actually the same pathway that is involved with heroin users and with nicotine smokers. So the same release of dopamine is keeping people hooked on heroin and hooked on cigarettes. So if you are essentially addicted to your mobile phone, then there's a real reason for that. There's a reason that's to do with your brain chemistry that is keeping us so over-involved and so attached to our mobile phones. So that's the first point. So firstly, our mobiles are addictive. Secondly, it's certainly a trigger for FOMO and comparison. And maybe this doesn't affect you, maybe it does. I found that in the last few years, I've been able to distance myself enough so that I don't get into spirals of comparison like I used to. But I know that for so many of us, so many of you listening, comparison and this fear of missing out are going to be huge issues for you. Now, we as human beings are wired to compare ourselves to other people. We're wired to sort of judge how we're doing in life compared to what people around us are doing. And 30 years ago, we would have been comparing ourselves to the Joneses up the street, which is one thing. But now we are comparing ourselves to everyone in the world. And that includes all of the most beautiful, successful, rich people in the world. We're seeing what they're up to, what they're having for breakfast, what they're wearing. We're getting insights into their relationship. Whether or not those are giving us the full picture is, of course, open to debate. But we're having to have this sense of comparison with all of these people that we would have never been exposed to in our history. And it's not really natural for us. And so when we're stuck in a cycle of comparison, you know, it's a horrible feeling. If you're sat at home in your food-stained pyjamas, as we all are at some point or other in our lives, and you're on your phone and you're looking at what whatever Kardashian or Beyonce or even... I think sometimes it's worse when they are ordinary guys and girls who seem to live amazing lives because it almost seems as if we're closer to them and therefore it's easier to compare ourselves to them. So it might be someone in your industry at work. It might be someone that you went to school with. It could be even a good friend of yours that you find yourself comparing yourself to. And that's almost worse when when they're a normal person and it seems as if we can put that pressure on ourselves even more that we should be doing something other than we're doing or we should be more successful or we should be earning more money or we should have better hair or whatever it is. And so we're seeing their highlight reel and we're comparing it with our everyday. And of course, that's not going to make us feel very good at all. So if that's not motivation enough for you to want to perhaps start to break the addiction to your phone and start to perhaps make some changes in terms of how you're using your phone and using your social media. I want you just to reflect on all the amount of time that you spend scrolling through your phone, whether it's through social media or news sites or work emails on a Sunday night that trigger tons of anxiety for you. And you can actually figure out how much time you're spending on each of your apps. If you have an iPhone, I'm not sure what it is for Android, but if you have an iPhone you can go into settings and then battery and it will tell you how much time you spend on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on whatever other apps you might be using. And I found that I was spending about an hour a day on Instagram, which isn't 
terrible because I do use it for work but at the same time there is still a fair amount of mindless scrolling that I'll just pick up my phone almost as a way to distract myself or because I'm bored or because I'm trying to put off getting on with some task that I don't really want to be getting on with and it is very mindless and not very mindful or constructive and in fact on average we check our phones about 80 times a day and I'm sure for some of you listening that might be a surprise but others of you might be thinking it's probably more like 400. I've been thinking a lot as well about goals for 2018 and a big goal for me is to read more and so I've decided on a goal for myself to read about a book a week and in order to do this I know that I have to be more mindful with my phone because how often I don't know about you but often I might be in a on the bus or traveling somewhere and I'll just be on my phone on Instagram or reading the news or engaging with some other app on my phone and I could be using that time more constructively so have a think about for you what could you be using that time to do so for me I could be reading a book or I could be reading a Kindle or listening to an audiobook and that would help me to fulfill my goal to read more this year. For you it might be about spending more time with your kids, it might be about exercising, it might be about meditating or calling a friend, calling a loved one and how much more beneficial, positive, life enhancing would those things be rather than the life sapping kind of comparison that you might get from logging onto a social media. And yes, I do recognise the irony of the fact that I use Instagram a lot for work and to spread the message of Karma You and to spread the message of this podcast. But I think it's just about trying to have some boundaries there and not letting it get out of control or have a negative impact on our lives. Another thing that I've found has been a big issue for lots of us in terms of our mobile phones is... The fact that we don't really switch off. So perhaps you use your mobile phone as your alarm clock and it's the first thing you see in the morning and it's the last thing you see at night and it is sat beside you day and night essentially and we're always getting alerts, we're always getting emails, there's temptation to check our phones, there's that aspect of it being addictive and we're looking for that hit of information and we don't really ever completely switch off we're always on high alert we're always waiting for that phone call or that text or some other piece of information to come in and it's much harder for us to be present and to relax and to fully engage with our surroundings or the people that we're with when our phones are always by our sides so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to share some really practical things that you can do to hopefully support you in using your phone less if that's something you want to do. So firstly, turning off notifications. Now, I've talked about this before. I I know that probably lots of you may have done this already, but if you haven't, you can head into settings on your phone and then go to notifications and just switch them off. And that means that you're not going to be getting an alert or a ping pop up on your phone every time someone sends you a message on Instagram or likes a post or follows you. You just have to head into the Instagram app in order to get that information. It's not going to be popping up on your phone, distracting you, inviting you to pick your phone up again and potentially get sucked into whatever 
news story or you know Instagram feed could be potentially not helping you to feel that great and so if you turn off those notifications you you are back in control you're the one that gets to decide when you want to engage with that content and I noticed quite recently that my phone of its own accord seemingly started to send me alerts about news stories and I probably will do a podcast about the news and the effect of news stories on our mental health and our anxiety levels. I don't think it's that healthy for us to be constantly bombarded with news stories several times a day and so I very quickly turned off that notification. So yeah, switching off notifications I think is a really important first step. So secondly, consider whether it's possible for you to leave your phone in another room when you really don't want to be distracted or you're really finding it hard to not check your phone so much. So for example, if I'm working at home or if I've decided I'm going to watch a movie with someone or have someone over for a coffee or a tea or a drink or something, I will quite often put my phone downstairs. My living room is upstairs in my flat and it means that I won't be tempted to check. And of course, I can always go and get my phone. I'd probably hear it if it was ringing, but I'm not distracted by it and it's a lot harder for me to actually access my phone if it's in another room. And so it just makes it that little bit harder for me to check it and it starts to really help you to break that habit, to break that addiction if you can do something to make it a little bit harder to check. I also will do things like put it on airplane mode. I'm surprised by how many people don't know about airplane mode actually because I always, whenever I'm doing a hypnotherapy session, I will ask people to put their phones on airplane mode and lots of people it seems still aren't aware that that's a possibility so again it's in settings on the iphone i think you just swipe up and you get this option to put it on airplane mode which basically takes off the internet and phone aspect of your phone so that you can't get calls you can't get texts you're not attached to the internet so you won't be getting any alerts or notifications so it just stops your phone from bothering you essentially so if you really don't want to be bothered or distracted then put it on airplane mode even even for a few hours a day or even just for a solid hour if you want to spend an hour concentrating on something or you just want to switch off for an hour and the third thing that I'm going to suggest is something that I literally just did yesterday because I read it in a book and it's about putting apps on a different page on your phone so Probably, if you're like me, you don't want to in- delete Instagram altogether, although maybe that is an option for you. And if that is, definitely consider it because I reckon you'd probably be happier. If, if we didn't have Instagram, we'd probably be happier. However, I like Instagram. I also use it a lot for work, so I, I want to keep it. But I've decided to put it on the fifth page of my iPhone. So I've just moved the app further away. So I have to sort of scroll through my apps a few pages for the very last page before I can actually get the Instagram app. And it's just, again, about making a little change that makes it a bit harder to log in to those apps, a bit more difficult and inconvenient for me to quickly check what's happening on Instagram. And I think that will mean that I'll be less prone to checking it and more able just to be in the moment, less distracted, all of that good stuff. You might want to do things like delete the Facebook app, for example, which is something that I've done. 
I tend to just log into Facebook in my browser if I want to go on Facebook rather than having the ease of having the app right there. And I found that that's helped me to use Facebook a bit less. My fourth tip is to consider getting a proper alarm clock rather than using your phone. And I have to admit, I haven't done this yet. This is something that I'm building up to and I hope to get an alarm clock very soon. But if you think about that time that we spend on our phones last thing at night, potentially we check our emails or we're checking on social media or we have a look at what's going on in the news. And in all likelihood, it's not going to put us in a great frame of mind to have a peaceful night's sleep, especially if you're somebody that finds it hard to switch off. Getting an email late at night is just going to add fuel to the fire. If you're overthinking things, if you're catastrophizing or worrying, then checking in on the news is of course only going to make you feel worse. So consider getting an alarm clock and actually using that and putting your phone in another room while you're asleep. And I'm sure you'll find that you're much less likely to check it first and last thing because it's not a great way to start and end our day. And another couple of tips just that are specifically around social media. And the first one is to unfollow people that really make you feel bad. Honestly, just do it. Do it for yourself. Give yourself that gift of unfollowing people that maybe trigger comparison, that aren't spreading a positive message. If, for example, pictures of people wearing bikinis doesn't make you feel that great about your body, then it makes sense to unfollow them because there's no reason why you should be continually exposed to something that is triggering feelings of not being good enough, for example, within you. So you can unfollow people on Facebook without unfriending them. So they're not going to know that you've unfollowed them. You're still going to be friends with them on Facebook. But their news will not flash up on your screen, potentially triggering all sorts of negative feelings. When it comes to Instagram, think about how you can create a positive feed in Instagram. Really thinking about what makes you feel good and don't just go for what you think should make you feel good. So I suppose there's almost a trend to be into certain things. There might be a trend to be into nutritionists that are into clean eating or fitness people. There might be part of you thinks, oh, that'll be inspiring for me to follow, you know, this fitness blogger. But just be really honest with yourself and ask yourself, how does this make me feel? And even if other people find that particular content uplifting, really being honest with yourself because we're all, we are all different and we're all struggling with different things at different stages in our lives. So if something doesn't make you feel good, consider unfollowing them and thinking about what really makes you feel good. Is it pictures of nature? Is it travel? Is it cute animal pictures? Is it people being really honest about things that they're struggling with rather than those people that are maybe portraying this perfect life on Instagram and creating a feed that makes you feel good and uplifts you and you know has a positive impact on you rather than dragging you down. So I'm sure that I could talk about this basically all day. I would love to hear from you about what tips you have for managing your mobile and whether you employ certain strategies or techniques to ensure that your mobile phone isn't triggering loads of anxiety for you, please let me know. 
you can contact me on Instagram. I know it's ironic, but you can contact me on Instagram. I'm Chloe Brotheridge on there. I'd also love to hear from you and get your thoughts on what you'd like me to cover in this podcast. I've got so many ideas for what I want to talk about, but I'd also love to know what questions you have. Are there any particular topics you want me to talk about or do you have any specific questions for me to answer? And I will do a bit of a Q&A episode at some point with the questions that you have. And I'd be so grateful if you could just take two minutes and give me a quick rating in iTunes and leave me a review. It really helps the podcast to show up in search and to get discovered by more people. And lastly, if you haven't already, head over to karma-u.com forward slash free and you can download a free relaxation mp3 and it's possibly one of the most relaxing things you can do and I guarantee that it could be a big help for you. So thank you so much for joining me on the Karma You podcast. I'm Chloe Brotheridge sending you loads of love and I hope that you'll tune in again soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.